Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Uddhang namang sanghang namasami So just to maybe ask you to bring your attention to things that you already experience and certain qualities of knowing, awareness, wisdom that you already have and just to, you know, encourage integration, integration of your own basic sanity, awareness, clarity, Steadiness, you know, that which persists in yourself. Mm. To bring this to bear upon all this uh, multiple, changing, pluralistic, possible potentials, ought to's, maybe, could do, why is this happening to me, experience. Mm. So this is, uh, you know, the process there's something to be done there's nothing to be done something to be done is just to to really integrate mm, to cast light to recollect, to remember to remember to be present to remember to have refuge in your own clarity, your own sanity your own very ordinary goodness Mm, to not lose that, and to meet, to be prepared, to to also to have confidence, to be interested in meeting this ripple, this edge that we experience of what to do next, and why is this happening, what can I do about, and why should I, and you know, these kinds of things, this kind of bubbling edge that we experience in ourselves sometimes you know more than bubbling sometimes very intense storming you know turmoil and sometimes just a slightly giddy fuzzy feeling of unclarity Mm. bring these together Just to say, the first point really is that the, the your knowing, your awareness is a very ordinary, simple thing. This in itself is not, you know, complex. It's not contrived. It's not made. You know, you ask yourself, what's always here? What's always here? That's a simple way of remembering it because it's so ordinary. It's like the air. You don't really notice it anymore. What's always here? Is it your feeling? No, they change. Is it thoughts? They change. Is it some kind of mood? It changes. Energies change. What's always here? Is there anything? Hmm? Is there nothing? Ask the question. Swallow the question. 
don't try to even find an answer. Let the question resonate in your heart and see if it uh, reminds you of something. What's always here? The end of the mood, the end of the storm. What's there? The end of the the beginning of the doubt, the movement from the from that always here into something that's just coming up, that's arising. How do you know something arises? So it's beginning, it's arising from and always here. How do you know something finishes, it dies back, it finishes, it concludes, it's ripple, releases into an always here. We might say it's like that. Maybe I got it wrong. That's the way it seems to me. Mm. Can't really name it, can you? Claim it. Can't achieve it. You can't shake it off. You can't go back to sleep. Can't get the right dream going. There's no colour and flavour, the mission, the message. It's called the end. <laughs> the island. You can't you can't go beyond it. Mm. Mm. So we just gotta place that reflection. A lot of the time most of us are being moving out to the edges or the edges seem to be moving in. Feelings, the thoughts, the inclinations, the conflicts of inclination. Should I do this? Should I do that? The conflicts of feeling. This feels good but Maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, you know, conflicts of inclination. I should go on, but I don't feel I can do it. Um, you know, the kind of ripples that all this uh, stuff sets up. So that, in fact, because of this rippling and counter rippling and cross currents. One definitely loses um, sense of something timeless that's always here because the temporal, the time bound, the feeling, the urgency, the pressure, the always seems to kind of well up and then it it, it uh, takes over, our, captures our attention. This also is something you can't just shake off or shrug off or dismiss or belittle, you know, it's there, isn't it? Here we are, this is what we're dealing with, this is where we're living, it's not, you don't just poo-poo it away. But the idea really, as far as I can practice with it, is that, you know, why I'm practicing, why I call it practice, is just to kind of bringing these two together, the timeless and the the temporal, you might say.
because you can't dismiss or if you do dismiss the feeling, the inclinations, the doubts, the irritations that particular action that itself is not a timeless action you're already participating every time we try to not participate in in our lives that action is a participation (laughs) it's like the negative action you know, it's like somebody stands up in the middle of a crowd and says, I don't want to be here. They're already making themselves very obviously here, aren't they? <laughs> you know? So it goes, the more and more that you don't want to be here, the louder and louder you're, you're claiming you're here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're claiming this is where you actually are by saying, I don't want to be here. You're assuming you are here in all this stuff. So this action of dismissing or rejecting or even trying to escape or we might call it liberation or transcendence, that already is embedding us more energetically into what we can't, we don't want to be with, we don't want to bear with, we get confused by we're confused by it all, we don't quite, we're disoriented in it, we don't find a nice steady centre in it, in all the possibilities and the ought to's and the maybes and the feeling good and the not feeling good and what's happening to my body and what's happening to her and how can I make it good for him and this kind of stuff. Hey gee, you know, where's the nice steady place in all that? Where's that nice, steady, comfortable, confident, assured place in all that? Oh, get me out of all that. (laughs) And as soon as one goes into get me out of all that, there you are, you're in it. Yeah? You know, you're putting a big negative thumbprint on that, saying, this is where I am, I want to be out of this. Mm. That's one of the laws, isn't it? One of the real laws of the of existence is the more and more you don't want to be with something, the bigger and bigger it gets. Your aversion, your withdrawal, your negativity, your resistance, your fear makes that thing bigger and bigger and bigger. Right? You notice that? The more some sound disturbs you, the more it becomes a noise. The more a noise disturbs you, the more it becomes intolerable. The more it becomes intolerable, the more it shouldn't be here and it's wrong and the more violent and uptight I can get about it. Poor little sound, just doing its own little thing. And a big bruising me wants to go out and beat it up. You notice that with a sound or a sight or some particular aspect of a person that you don't like. I don't like that manner. And every time you see him or her, you see that manner. And you think about it. And you don't want it to be there. So next time you see you think, oh, there's that person with that mannerism. Here she is again. <laughs> and she's doing it deliberately to bother me. You know? It gets bigger and bigger. So she becomes the identity, doesn't it? You know, you go on a retreat and there's Mrs. Sniffs sits behind you. <laughs> Her whole life is dedicated to sniffing. (laughs) 
she's nothing but she's planning the next sniff you know <laughs> an intolerable unbearable impingement upon my existence you know? of course in a tree it's kind of comical when you see these tiny little things in real life we tend to you know it becomes alarmingly <laughs> convincing The more you don't want it, just remember this, stick it on your fridge door. The more you don't want it, the bigger it's going to get. And the other, other law underneath it is the, the more you hold on to it, the smaller it gets. <laughs> the more you hold on to it, the smaller and smaller it gets. The tighter and tighter and your little sticky fist it gets. You know, That little crumb of stillness gradually becomes tiny little thing you know, that we had on a retreat sometime when I think it's finally alright I got it and I remember it and I want it again you know. and it gets smaller and smaller mm-hmm. so there's something to be learned you know something to be remembered because these habits these are reflexes I'm sure we don't deliberately decide to go out and be annoyed or be averse or be disturbed or cling you know I don't go and think hey what can I cling to today it just happens it's a reaction so you don't really do clinging clinging does does me the clinging happens and there is a me stuck at the end of it being formed by that as the clinger So there's a kind of a doing that's required to just massage, to awaken us out of these unconscious reflex doings. And it's a doing that's really just about, um, you know, sustaining, holding, going to those places, those embarrassing places, and staying there. Mm. Spreading, widening the mind in those places, widening your heart in those places, staying with those that awkward, disorienting, fidgety bit where I bristle, where I feel a bit unsteady, start to get itchy and nervy, and so forth. And that's really where, you know, the, the edge, the, plural, the pluralities, the possibilities, the, the tantalizings, the irritating, the could-be's start happening, bubbling up. And that's where your release is found because, you know, there is a release from this, which is not the... the, the, the dismissal of this, it's not the aversion to this, it's the full embracing penetrative awareness of just this is what is where release is. There is re- release is something you know that you know uh, um, arrives mm-hmm. some way we could say you know there's, there's that which is already here there's a potency for release. 
there's a recognition, you know, and when we return to our sanity of, well, what was all that about? Wow, you know. But then, you know, next day, bang, one goes out and it ricochet and you're out there, one goes out there again, you know. So something is not fulfilled yet, something's not completed yet. It's a completion of that, the fulfillment of that, which is the aim of our practice. And it really, you want to make it so it's quite a simple thing you can focus on and not, not be trying to do too many things at the same time. So it's this sense in which there's a kind of an ordinary goodness, an ordinary steadiness, an ordinary calmness, you know, which we kind of normalize in. So that that's something that's a kind of a, a, a reference, a resource, a you know, something you can keep coming back to. It's not got all kinds of bells and whistles on it. It's just uh, it's like breathing in, breathing out. It's just like, you could call it that. Breathing in, breathing out. It's as ordinary as that. It could be just being in the present moment. It's as ordinary as that. Everybody does it. Everybody has it. It's there. But what everybody doesn't do is meet these edges, these disturbances, these um, you know, chaotic patches. It has to be encouraged. You know, because actually it's not that you even that you you want to meet these so you can kind of resolve them, but because it's through meeting these you actually come to the fullest potential kind of hmm? when there's, there's uh, no differentiation that is we're not kind of in this position of going into some quiet place and then coming out to some chaotic place and then going back to some quiet place it, it doesn't have to be like that, you know, there can be a, a state of on you know, continual uh, steadiness stability mm. and that's only arrived through really meeting and permeating these, uh, these uh, conflicting places in ourselves this is sure what we know. So part of the doing is to is to um, you know is to recollect to build up reference to that that uh, your basic sanity, your basic awareness. So it's not just some kind of mystical experience or flash in the pan moment. It's as ordinary as uh, as the nose on your face. And then for most people, you know, there comes a time, sooner or later, where you have to find, it needs to find a personal form, it needs to integrate. Because there's all kinds of um, dynamics that are happening on the temporal level, 
your feelings, your concerns, your psychological stuff, your relationships, your responsibilities, your, your crises, your people who are sick, one of things to do, things to not do. You know, you can't just leave that all untouched. So the personal form is, is, arises through, not this isn't personality, personal form in this sense, I mean, when you actually bring your full awareness into this, this topic, all this topical stuff. Hmm. Personality is something else. Personality is, is, another to, is a, something that's, that is generated as a kind of social interface. You know, we all have a personality, just like we all have toenails. Um, it's the bit on the top of our minds, the pit on top of our hearts, where we meet people, we meet each other, you know, and that's moulded, that's shaped by social interaction. It's like that. You know? But one of the personal form is is something internal, something you sense yourself, and it's actually shifting. It's your sense of how big you feel, perhaps, or how how um, warm you feel, or how vibrant you feel hmm? yeah and it means it's this this and it's quite it's a quite a, you know just to refer to that is quite lovely because that personal form has got a certain joyful it's very it's very intimate it's very you it's sometimes it's much more you than your personality yeah. it's a kind of intimate thing uh, you know, when you meditate you can feel the sense of your, your your personal form, which is a heart form, it's a jitta form, with its delicacy or its courage or its strength or its uh, its spaciousness, yeah. And so we all have this. This is our our chitta, our heart. And um, heart is also affected and over kind of overlaid with all sorts of confusions and doubts. But there's also a sense in which awareness, basic knowing, pervades the chitta, pervades the heart. And as you begin to meet your feelings, your inclinations, your purposes, your worries, your doubts, there's a kind of, you find a form within that. And as you start to handle your stuff, how you handle your pain, for example, how you handle your pleasure, how you handle your pleasure um, about your physical pleasure, how you handle your psychological pleasure, how you handle your psychological distress, you know, your particular skills, your particular way in which you meet that, whether you're someone who meets it very slowly, carefully, cautiously, opening up to it, or someone who meets it with a sense of, of vigour. You know, there's an energetic quality to it too. And you need to find this. You need to actually... Um, breed this or let this gestate through being fully aware of your doubts, your joys, your sorrows, your interests, your enthusiasms, your passions, your fears, and so forth, the whole lot. And as you meet that, you know, you kind of, there's, there's always a bit of a struggle and a wriggle and a challenge and an uncertainty. That's the edge of it. And then as you embrace that conflict, as you open that conflict, there's a kind of a sense in which you, you settle. Okay, now I'm with my silliness or my feistiness or whatever it is. 
and yeah, I'm okay with that. So when you're okay with something, it's like you don't have to act upon it, because in a way you've integrated it. You know, you've integrated that energy. That uh, so a lot of our, uh, you know, this basic strength, for example, is a quality. You know, so so when we we you know, which comes out when it's not integrated, it comes out as anger or demand. You know, we demand position, we demand something, we want to force something, we want to make something happen, we want to kind of. Ugh. So we keep doing that onto our life, onto other people around us, onto the world around us. We're actually asking the world around us to take our strength, you know, to actually do that, to, to be a place where I can prove myself. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a demand, isn't it? You know, you find uh, things you want to be challenged by. But as you meet cha- the challenges in your life, the idea is that you, you feel you meet your edge and you, and you you feel your strength at that, and then you don't need to challenge. You don't need that challenge. You don't have to, anything to conquer. You don't have to prove yourself, because you've found your strength. And this is an important thing for um, people to, to um, come to, isn't it? You know your own strength. That's, that's a real aspect of, of uh, personal form. I know, you know, I'm not... Another one is you know your own trust your own spaciousness, your own sense of confidence, you know, your own clarity, you know, your own warmth, your own heartfulness. And these are all qualities of personal form that you don't create them through your personality or through some ideology. I should be strong. I should be loving. I should be, I should be more confident. What can I do to make myself more confident? Go through an aff- some kind of affirmations. Oh, what should I do? Make myself strong. You know, go out and challenge people, lift weights, um, prove myself in some way or another. This kind of con- thing that often people are doing in their lives to find them their personal form. And uh, sometimes it happens more or less by chance. You know, because in that you begin to see what you're doing. Yeah. But then in in process of Dhamma process you can begin to actually sense that much more clearly and finely just in how you're meeting your anger, how you're meeting your um, sorrow, how you're meeting your joyfulness. Right? So that you, you, you begin to spread your awareness over all that wobbly, pushy, sinking stuff. And it's almost as a kind of an osmosis. It, whereas as you embrace that, then it, it kind of it, it empties into you. I was recently um, in walking in the mountains in uh, Crete with a group of people. So that was a very... Um, useful experience um, just uh, feeling the body feeling the uh, physical discomforts and the, the sense of um, effort that's required to do mountains to be with mountains and in the mind what it makes out of that you know 
kind of sometimes you can oh well I'll just keep going, keep going, keep get up there, gotta keep up, make it happen, then oh god, I've had enough of this. Never again, never again, enough, finished, you know. You know, the mind kind of going up and down with that. And meanwhile, you just keep going till the mind kind of, <laughs> you know, finds itself in this experience of, uh, of um, you know, this edge where you, you, your energy is being challenged. And you, you, you don't, so you don't try to be pushed through it. You know, be Superman pushed. You just stay at that place where you feel the challenge Kind of, and the mind not wanting to be in this discomfort, wanting it to finish, wanting to rush up and get past it, wanting to blame somebody or the other on it <laughs> for it, <laughs> or lament, you know, just give up, stop doing that, you know, and just bear with that until the mind eventually just gives up its its lamentations and its um, grievances and its. Uh, proliferations, you know, and then you find, find, I find that the energy just, the mind starts to then integrate and it picks up and uh, there's a kind of whole process occurs around that. Hmm? Yeah, one time I was coming, I think on one of the, one of the walks, you know, it was quite a longish, I suppose it would take about five hours, it took ten hours. It gives you an idea of it. Uh, somebody's boots fell apart up the top of the mountains. We had to kind of tape them together again, and there was some. The path got lost, and you know it was things that happen on mountains. And then it was always longer than you think, and you get tired, and you get tired, and your legs get tired, and you get a bit numb, and you get a bit dull, and you get a bit kind of oh, how much longer. And then sooner or later, the kind of the, the neon lights start coming up in my mind. Never again, never again. This kind of neon. Get it down in paper. Never ever again do this. You foolish, stupid. Never, never again broadcast this. Don't ever let me do this again. You know, going on because the end of it is always the long walk uphill. The last, the last stroke is the, is the path that goes back, to the. Uh, place where you're staying is an uphill path and it goes on, it winds around it just goes around, the, it's just around the bend as you go around the bend you see there's another bend and it's just around the bend, you go around that bend and there's another bend and it's always going up zigzagging up and up and up till eventually somewhere along there you just give up <laughs> and then your body just takes you there as it will do in its own sweet way you know? and the mind kind of stops and it wasn't not a matter of actually you know pushing through anything just bearing just being in that place and staying open just staying with that with all that the mind does and just you know spreading awareness into that rather than the reactions that want to close it down or come up with some strategy or paste some ideological statement all over it until it thinks kind of shake themselves out but of course it is a certain doing that means that you prepare to go to those places those difficult places and stay with it you know mountains are great like that they don't care they don't get lower the more you complain they sure don't they don't let you off an inch <laughs> they're great
So the, 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 we did three of these walks. The second walk was reasonably easy. The third one was virtually the most difficult one. Mm. Yeah. So we said, actually, at the beginning of it, the idea was, look, you don't have to do the whole thing. You can go, there's three, you can go to stage one, there's a spring, you know, and then that's all. It's fairly easy. You go there, turn around, go back, that's enough. Stage two, there's a saddle. You can, which goes up a bit more to a saddle, you can go to that place, that's fine, you know. And then there's the peak, you can go to the peak if you want. So I thought, no, I have no, you know, I mean, no. Spring, you know, I'll get out the door and take it from there, you know. I'm not going to make it, to, no way I'm going to make it to the peak, no way. I mean, looked at this thing. From the window, and just think, God, what do people climb mountains for? You know, it's great looking at it. I'm glad it's there. What do you want to climb the thing for? <laughs> I couldn't see a single, a single reason actually why anybody in their right mind would want to climb. You're going to climb it. You're going to go down again. What was the point of that? So we start walking and we go along. And think, okay, well, I can probably make it to the. I'll go out anyway, just for the sake of the group energy to go in that way, so I'll go that way, you know. So we go along, it's quite fun. It's a nice day, people are chatting, pleasant, trucking along, a lovely landscape, you know, quite beautiful views, walking along, you know, climbing here, and then suddenly we're at the spring. Oh, well, that was all right. So the... They sit down, they want to go up to the saddle next. So this, uh, uh, you know, get up to the, to the, the saddle, which is a bit more, but it's so uh, beautiful, enjoyable. You know, there's uh, the feeling of, uh, of uh, the view and, the, and also just the sense of um, energy and enthusiasm. So that's enough. And then, just sit here, don't have to be making anything more, you know, don't have anything to prove, I'll just sit here. I was sitting there and then uh, everybody else, most, well a lot of people went off, a few people just sat there, some people went off, climbing up the rest to the peak. I thought, no, I don't have to go up that peak. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need to go up that peak, no way, you know, I can just sit here. I don't need to prove a thing. I'm fine. There's no way I'm going up that peak. No way. I don't need to do that. I'm fine sitting here. Watching those people climb up that... Wow. Climb up that peak. And there, yeah, yeah. And then there I am running up, climbing up this peak. <laughs> running up the peak. <laughs> Not just climbing, it was running. Scrambling it, just for the fun of it, <laughs> just to kind of feel that that sense of uh, you know energy and meeting, and actually the just the feel of the sense of bodily energy meeting resistance, and not and just meeting it, you know, and staying at that place, just to have that that sense of almost digesting the pain, digesting the stress, just swallowing it with with enthusiasm. 
not trying to protect oneself, but actually just swallowing it down. Great legfuls of conflict. Oh, this is great. I enjoy this. Uh, and then we climb, 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 climb. We got to a place, you know, which is more or less the top. Three, three kind of peaks. You got to the top of one. You can see a bit further off. There's another one about ten, maybe five, ten meters higher than this one. And people scrambled off there. And I looked at. It, I thought, no, I don't think I'll do that. Because if I do, I'll think I've achieved something. It will spoil it. You know, to think you've conquered something, that will spoil it. It was just good fun. Mm. So I think, to me, sometimes meeting these edges, you know, that's a physical one, is a bit like that, where actually one doesn't want to come out with a feeling of, I I have conquered, I am supreme, I have achieved something. You just want to learn to meet these resistances just because it's fun. It's a strange kind of fun. It's a practitioner's fun. Just to feel, to listen to those voices, you know, the complaining and the pushing voices. It's kind of, and then you feel with, as you listen to them deeply, at least as I listen to them, you know, without an opinion about them or resisting them, somewhere inside me this kind of warmth arises, this feeling of, of warmth, humour, just the laughing at my own madness, the madness of the mind, and then within that kind of enthusiasm to just really rise up, let the energy rise to those places where I'm flapping and flustering. And it's a kind of sense of like just almost blessing it. Because there is like, you know, extending, completing one's personal form by meeting the places where it's not quite, it's fractious, it's fidgety, it's uncertain. And that's the places you want to to meet, to integrate. And feel the kind of, the strength which is not forceful. The strength which is the strength of a green plant growing up to the sun. That kind of strength. Indestructible, but not forceful. It's a green strength. Mm. To meet the warmth, which is the warmth of embracing this human condition with its desperations and its pride and its uh, glory and its humour and its poignancy. Mm. Uh, just Just to experience that, that ability to embrace this temporal form and to be clear about it to be clear about what's happening this is not an achievement this is just an integration it's just this it's just actually finding yourself 
on the planet, in your body, in your skin, in your karma, in your psychological makeup. You're not resisting it. You've actually filled it without regret, without pride. It's just become normal, big, full, normal you. Rather than the kind of wavering, contracting, half bashful, scurrying being that I can be. Mm. Demanding attention, wanting confirmation, mm. ashamed of that, mm. all those kind of little needs that arise. A little me it needs to be embraced, doesn't it? So you, with awareness, so you extend into the fullness of a personal form. Is this release? Is this the end of the story? I don't think so. I think it's a very important um, place. Because this is the when there's the completion, the integration of that, when you actually have arisen to the full heart, then the practice is one of not doing. One of it's one of not knowing. It's one of just releasing any sense of identity any sense of achievement, any sense of trying to maintain it or know it or prove it or proclaim it. It's rather like, um, you know, a little bird that's a fledgling comes out of an egg and first of all it's just a little scrawny thing with no wings and it, it can't fly. It's got the potential to fly, it's got wings. You know, it's, it's a bird, definitely it's a bird. You can't say it's not a bird, <laughs> but it doesn't fly. And so it, it needs to fill and swell. And there's a time as it swells where it's impossible for it not to fly. It just, feel, it just feels the air and it just flies, it just lifts. Because it, it, that's its nature. Hmm? Similarly, when awareness it integrates, its nature is to let go. Because it, it's not seeking anything. It's, it's full. It's not, it's not asking for anything. It's not confused. Therefore, it doesn't reject. It's like the bird doesn't reject the earth. It just just doesn't hang around there. It flies. It lifts. Similarly, the heart, when it's full, when it's completed, it lifts. Because this, you know, <laughs> and we fulfill, we enrich that with, you know, with with their strength. Some of this is in a meditation, in samadhi, 
where you get that strengthening effect and you spread that through the whole body into the space around you and you learn that particular faculty of mind the mind steadies, the mind energizes, the mind radiates, the mind spreads the mind is not you know, just a, a frantic organizing thing it's a wonderful unfolding, opening, radiant being you know, and you, you really can learn that in samadhi, meditation. And then in, in daily life, there's the time when you actually want to bring that you know, capacity to these places where we, tend, where we tend to lock and close down. That's the place we want to radiate and open. You know you can do that. You know the mind does that. It does release from its grasping. You know that. Mm. You've done it. Then the the uh, the challenge is: Can you go to those places now, where you know grasping takes over, where contraction starts occurring, where the fluster starts happening, where the anxiety of "Tell me what to do" and what is it this way or that way? Where all the the turmoil? Can you go there and open and release there? Mm. And this really is something that, uh, on one side of it, it seems like so very special because we haven't, you know, we haven't fulfilled that. And yet, the on the other side of it, when the wave of agitation dies away, when the confusion and disturbance dies away, it's cool, it's normal. Mm. It, it it's almost like a almost like a return to uh, a, a normal, but no longer defined within something at the centre of something, apart from something, or without something. It's not defined. Apart from, it does not stick. Hey, well...